The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And um, like I say, always we have a great show, you know, great guests. You know, I just want to say it was a special week last week. Having my mom on the show, you know, um, great mom, you know, great mother, you know, raised all her kids, and just a great mom in the community. So it was, it was an honor to have her on there, and uh, I kind of tricked her to be on the show, you know, so that was good, you know. But I heard about it, and uh, I was the last one to get my dinner plate on Sunday for Mother's Day, so she got me back, so it was all good, so uh, I want to thank my mom again, tell her I love her, you know, and always, you know. She listens to the show every every time I'm on there, every week, you know. She sit down and uh, my dad, they pop up some popcorn, so they listen to it right now. Uh, thanks again, Mom and Dad, so love y'all. But, hey, we got a great show this week, you know. My guest, you know, always going to be on um, Nancy Glasgow, former NFL player. You know, we're going to talk. Uh, we'll talk NFL with the draft picks. We're going to talk about what's going on with NBA, too, get a, well, not not basketball. We're gonna talk about what's going on with Donald Sterling, also uh, the Clipper owner, and then we're gonna talk take calls in for calls. You know, that's what we start doing every week. Um, putting out the after all the emails, all callers will to call in and voice their opinions or ask questions or something. Just call on in and we'll get you right on in. And I want to thank Kevin, our engineer, another great guy. He wanna get the recognition that he's supposed to get. You know. He's in the back, but he's always making it happen for it. So, but um, Nesby, off. You know that I'm here, right here, waiting to converse. Southern listeners, that I'm glad to have you back on. It's my pleasure. And I was just talking about you know last week Mother's Day. Uh, how was your Mother's Day weekend? Uh, my Mother's Day was great. Had uh, had a good time. Uh, you know, I wished. All the mothers I know, happy Mother's Day. I didn't Facebook them. I didn't text them. I actually picked up the phone and called them. And they really appreciated that. And then got flowers and stuff to my girl, my mothers. I have a couple of mothers. I have a Washingtonian mom and then my mom in California. So, uh, you know, I, I took her, all the, the women that I love and care the most about, about and they're happy campers. When I took my girl out to dinner. So we, you know, I did all the right things. At least I tried to. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, that's I'll tell them, listen, you know, from now on, we're going to start taking calls. So we might get some calls, you know, every show now, and they might ask questions. So, you know, and, and I love when you on that because you give straight, direct, you know, and you tell how it is, and people walk away with, like, something to think about, you know, and that's good. 
You know, my mom always said, son, when you talk, keep it black and white. You know, keep it black and white. You know, that old saying, you know, uh, mean what you say and say what you mean. Well, guys, I'm going to start off. We can talk about the draft and all that later on the show, but I want to get in. You know, um, well, first I'm going to start off with, uh, uh, we're going around this thing with this, the, the owner for the Clippers and Matt Johnson made a statement. Uh, is this ever going to end? I mean, I mean, you look at it, he came back and just tried to rip Magic apart about, you know, him not being a role model, you know, he out there having sex with women and getting HIV. Is this ever going to end? Uh, probably not. I mean, you know, you, you have an older rich guy who feels threatened that, uh, you know, his young honey is in a photo with Magic Johnson, so... You know, and that that has really offended him. Uh, and and I think you know it has to do with this whole idea that you know uh, African Americans are great lovers and all that kind of stuff. And he and so he can't compete with Magic on that level. And so he's he's trying to demean him any way he can. And and it's really sad because he just can't get out of the way of his of himself. I mean, every time he opens his mouth. You know, he says something extremely dumb. And he really should say, you know what? At the end of the day, if he would have just fell on the sword and said, hey, you know, what I did was, is, is, is unbelievably wrong. It's not like me. You know, I may have done some things in the, in the past, but I've changed. I've moved on. I am really sorry uh, from bringing magic into this. And, you know, and just give him 100% apology without trying to defame him, it it would be more genuine. And I think that the pushback from the West, the rest of us wouldn't be as, as hard as, as it's been, you know, because the bottom line is that, you know, he's jealous that his girl was in the picture with magic. And so for him to talk about, you know, magic and, you know, having this thing called AIDS, whatever, you know, one of the most courageous things Magic did was actually announce that I have AIDS, you know, in the NBA, not knowing what would happen to him. But for him to come out and announce that, you know, not, not AIDS, but HIV, it was kind of like, you know, wow, really? And, uh, but it's just amazing to me. Every time he opens his mouth, he just steps in it deeper. And, you know, it, it makes you realize that, you know, you don't necessarily have to be smart to be wealthy in this country. Well, well that's, it, 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 it's a thing that you look at, you know, and we know, and I know how, you know, you deal with it. we all been around prejudiced people, you know. As long as you don't say it, it's okay, right? I mean, keep your mouth shut because that's your opinion, right? Because, I right. mean, there's a lot of people that you've been around, and I know you've been around. They are, oh, yeah. but if you shut up, that's okay, right? But most people want to say, hey, it's my opinion. I can speak my, your mind. Yeah. So who's right? If... Say what? Which one is right? I mean, you look at people and say, okay, if I don't like black Jews or whatever, I can speak my mind. But the saying is, is you know, shut your mouth. You know, if you're not, you don't like that person because of their race, color, whatever, you know, religions, shut up. Who's right or wrong in this? You, you know, I, I don't think anyone should try to 
minimize someone else's ethnicity. I mean, I just think it's wrong. You know, you shouldn't try to say that, you know, because you're black, I'm better than you because I'm white, you know. Uh, and, and I think, you know, when you have that uh, inclusive attitude, like, you know, some white Americans have, it, it's demeaning to, to the other Americans. It's demeaning to the other citizens of this country. You know, it goes against everything that, you know, the Lord, you know, Jesus Christ talks about in the Bible. You know, we are all equal. We are all loved. We are all appreciated. So when you start trying to separate your kind and have this uh, superiority complex, then you, you, you to me, you're, you're operating uh, the way wild animals operate, you know, survival of the fittest. And I've always said that, you know, as human beings, we got to look out for one another. You know, but you like, that's, that's what separates us you know, from the, from the wild junk on the animals, you know, it, it's not about us devouring and eating up one another, one another. And the one that stands on the mountaintop wins, you know? Uh, and so sometimes when people talk, I think that's the mentality that they have. It's kind of like, really, you know, uh, I mean, we all have individuals that come from our races. I don't care if it's Hispanic, Asian, you know, African-American, you know, uh, Caucasian American. Uh, we have these very bright intellectual individuals. I mean, we are all represented in, in all areas, whether it's athletics, you know, scientists, you know, we even uh, have astronauts, you know. Uh, I mean, but, but the point being is that we really can do what the next man can do, regardless of his ethnicity. And, but we always want to separate it and try to make it like, you know, our group is better than your group. But it really ain't about that. Yeah, um, man, I just want to throw this at you, um, Ness, because I was joking last night and I see that, you know, that this subject yeah. was, you know, all like magic say, why are we not talking about the NBA? What's going on? But, uh, I was laughing at a friend of mine, you know, we played together, grew up together, and, uh, mm-hmm. He had dated a girl in Wyoming, and um, parents wanted to remove her from school because he was black. But it was okay. <laughs> Every weekend, they went to go watch him Saturday to play football. They cheered for him. And then another friend of mine that was my quarterback in junior college, I mean, I'm joking a lot. I said, hey, what's wrong with your people, you know? what you know? And um, he was saying, that old saying, hey, but I'm not, you know, we were joking. But he was like, hey, I'm not that way because I got a black friend, James. Why is it okay to... Like like Donald Sterling was saying, it's okay you socialize with these people where it's not in public. But in public, you can't. Why is that, Nancy? Okay, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Come, give me that again. I said, why did they say, like, you know, Donald Sterling was telling that his girlfriend, it's okay you associate with them, not in public. To me, that why is that. that? Well, let me say, to me, that, that let me know he was really cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. I mean, essentially, he was saying, you know, you can hang out with him. You can go to right. bed with him. You know, you can smoke weed with him. Just don't take pictures. You know, I just don't want to see you in a photograph with another African-American. Because that's going to really remind me and set me off that, you know, you really are, 
you know, having a better time with them than me. I, I think it's really about his ego and his lack of, I guess, you know, masculinity. I mean, because, you know, everything has just been so crazy that that's what men really get crazy about, you know. Yeah. Even though that's his chick on the side, it's still his chick on the side. And, you know, he has this wealth, and he figured that, hey, once you become my chick on the side, I've paid for you, so you shouldn't do anything that I don't tell you to do. I mean, so I mean, so he still has that slave mentality where he's the overseer, you know, and because I'm, you know, kicking out all this money as opposed to, you know, beating you down with a whip, you know, I'm still your master. Right. So you think it's like power or status with him? Oh no no no! It was, it was, it was well no it it was both because when you are as old as he is, you know I'll give you an example. They they have this club out here in Seattle, and it's, it's the oldest black club in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's so sad when I go up there sometimes because you have these old old black guys with these young, young black chicks and, you know, and they, they walk around, they strut around as if we are supposed to be envious of them, you know? And the reality is, you know, they are with you because of the finances that you provide for them. Cause you have nothing to talk about. You, you really don't have a, a real relationship. You know, it's a quid quo pro, a little this, a little that. So whatever I give you, I expect them to back in return. And that's understood by these young ladies. So for them to think that anyone would aspire to be in that position, uh, those that do to me, uh, well, not the kind of old man I want to be when I get that age, put it like that. And, and Donald, you know, Sterling, you know, he's, he's old as Methuselah now and he's trying to run around and act as if, you know, he is, uh, you know, physically pleasing this young lady when he's only financially pleasing her. Well, we know what happened with that, you know. She well, that's that money. That's but that's, but that's what that set him off with the whole picture of magic. You know, you got this big black guy, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, man, man, this big black guy, man, I know he's tearing it up. Like, I can't believe she took a picture with him. I Just don't let me see it, you know. I told her, just don't let me see it. Well, this is what we're going to do, man. We've got to take a really break. It's really sad. Come back. Come to we've got another question. Then we're going to get on the big thing that, man, they've been rocking TV, you know, about the draft, you know. I know oh, yeah. what you're talking about, you know. So uh, we'll come back. i got another question for you with the NBA, you know, what's going on. Okay. And then we'll get on, you know, the big thing about, you know, what's going on in uh, St. Louis. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jeff Loving, and also Loving That Sports Talk, and my guest, Nancy Glasgow. You feel that, Nancy? I'm still here. I know when we was off the air, I got to put this on the air with my listeners. You know, I get a lot of listeners, and um, they always okay. call me back. But, uh, you know, I'm going to do a football camp, you know, in July, have you out. But uh, we we'll have you out for golf. You know, me, you'll go one-on-one in a golf tournament, you know, a little game. And uh, uh, I got to put it out there, you know, a little bit by dinner. You know, and uh, I'm, I'm going to take it easy on you. Is that all right? Uh, James, James, I like steak and lobster. <laughs> you did. Hey, is that what you want to pay for? Then let's do it. You know, <laughs> and a nice glass of uh, cab, and we're good to go. <laughs> well, that's our next coming up uh, event, and I'm definitely glad to have you here. And like I said, we're going to use the details and have everybody out there, man. Yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, but let's get back to you. I want to talk a little about NBA, you know, before we get into the big thing about the NFL draft and what went on with, you know, Michael Sam and all that, you know. But, you know, we got uh, the Clippers, you know, we got LeBron, we got everybody, you know, we got all the other things with um, Kevin Durant and all like that. Maybe do you think the NBA has just changed? I mean, it's like the game has changed for back, you know, I watched the thing on Peace on ESPN with, when Michael Jordan had the bad boys in Detroit and all like that, it was different. Now they're saying the game has changed. You know, the only thing that hasn't changed was, is LeBron. But LeBron should play back when Jordan didn't play. Do you think he could have? Oh, no question. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Le- LeBron's game could withstand any era. 
I mean, just uh, to me, I, I think it was always made him a, a big difference maker that he's always been able to adapt. He's always been able to improve in the areas that he's been weak at. And he's, he, you know, he's just so big, strong and fast. I mean, I remember one time he stole the ball from a guard and I ran him dribbling the ball. I mean, so we have a guy that big and agile and that strong and just can do what he can do. Uh, and, and I think people don't really give him enough credit uh, for uh, his, his his intellectual capacity. I mean, he's he's a very bright guy. I mean, he understands the game. I mean, and and he's a workaholic. And and to me, that's that was Michael Jordan's. You know, biggest thing was being that workaholic. You know, understanding the game and and just putting in more time than others. And so, when you have a guy that is physically gifted like those guys, and they apply themselves like that. You know, it, it makes them uh, ultra, you know, or, or uber basketball players that no one can contend with because they are always sharpening that knife. They're always honing their skills. And their whole deal is to get better and better and better. And, and they've consistently done that. And there's no reason for anybody that, in my mind, uh, you know, say that LeBron couldn't play, you know, when the Detroit Pistons was literally beating everybody up back in the 80s. All they were was big bullies, but they won a national championship. But he is big enough and strong enough to withstand that. Uh, I can't think who his coach was in high school, but his coach in high school, I believe, had played for the Steelers. And he has posed the question, you know, do you ever, has there ever been an athlete that you thought could come out of high school and go to the NFL? And he said, yeah. LeBron James. Well, that's right. I cut you off. You know, I, I got to definitely disagree with you. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm explaining it to you. Uh, LeBron came out of high school. Jordan came out of college. Jordan went to in the league. Not only Jordan, but he had Bird, he had Magic. They were kicking Jordan, but they had a thing called the Jordan rule. Jordan going there and, and, and will get beat up. That's why Jordan... Um, got a jump shot. He don't want Gordon no more to get beat up. And Jordan, you know how he was. We came in, he was knocking over everybody. I don't think LeBron could took that. Look at now. The word is, foul LeBron hard. He's a baby. You know, he won't come back in here. He couldn't take that Rick Mahorn. He couldn't take um, Bill Lambert. He couldn't take Dennis Rodman. All of them fouled him that hard because it was dirty back then. There wasn't no really flavor foul back then. You know that, Nancy. So I don't think LeBron could withstand that because Jordan was getting so tired and he developed a jump shot because he will not going there no more. You don't agree with that? Oh, did you hear what I said? About what? About LeBron. He can withstand what Jordan went through in the league. There's no way he can do what Jordan had did with Detroit. You know, none of those players could because LeBron came out of high school and Jordan went to college. There's no way. Well, no, no, no. Okay, no. Then you, then you missed what I was saying. I, I was saying that when LeBron James was in high school, I believe his coach had played on the Steelers for a couple of years. Because he, you know, I think he was, he was pretty sure he was All-State in basketball and football. And he was posed the question: Do you think there's ever been a high school athlete that could go from high school to the NFL? And guess what? The guy he mentioned was LeBron James. And so, you know, if an NFL guy 
makes a statement like that, then you got to be a super strong guy. And me personally, I'm going to say, Deanna, there's no question in my mind that LeBron James could play in that bang up era. Uh, you know, back when guys, as far as I'm concerned, they played each and every game as hard as they could. And he could he could hold up. He, he, he'd be a dominant player in that era, too. Follow him hard. He won't tell me. Follow him hard. You know, I mean, yeah. you, if you had Rick Mahorn, uh, Bill Beer, and all of them just about found back in those days, and you know it wasn't no flagrant really foul back then, they would have they torn LeBron up. Come on. No, no, no. But see, here's, here's, my, here's, my, here's, my, here's my take on that. LeBron James has always been able to adapt. And because he didn't come up with guys banging on him like back in the day, doesn't mean he would be able to not take it. I don't, I don't see LeBron having a problem in that physical environment, you know, putting his converse on or whatever, you know, playing hard. Uh, because when you see him sometimes, he is so much stronger than the other guys in the NBA. I mean, that, that's why I believe that he would be able to be that same dominant player, you know, back in the day when all they did was bang. All they did was, you know, basketball was physical back then. It really was. You know, guys getting fights today and all they do is kind of, you know, pretend to hit each other. Back in the day, they was breaking jaws and stuff. I mean, it, it just was way more physical. But... When you have a kid that has a physicality to come out of high school and go to the NFL, then I would never question the toughness. And I don't think, first of all, I don't think they would be able to break him. Yeah. I mean, I just think LeBron yeah. is a physically tough guy, not just physically but mentally, and he would adapt to this environment because he always has. Yeah. Now, you want to talk about that, and You played in the NFL. You know if a guy said come in NFL, he can play. But had the NFL had changed, you know, LeBron would play receiver. You can't touch a receiver now. But back in the days when you play, you know that, maybe your first couple of years, you could beat that receiver up down the field. They're not going to get nothing to pass from them. But the NFL had changed. Am I right, Nesby? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I mean, basically it's about scoring points. So if you are doing things to impede the offense, then they, they want to come up with some new rules. So the offense has more freedom to to score points. I mean, because that's what the fans want to see. They don't want to see no 10-6 games. They want to see touchdowns, you know? And so that's, that's just part of the whole marketing piece. You know, I mean, before you could run up and down the field, beat up on receivers, you know? Yeah. And, and then they kept limiting it and limiting it and limiting it. So, yeah, but at the end of the day, they're still letting guys get away with, you know, putting their hands on receivers. You know, it, it's just not as you can't do the things that we did back in the day. Yeah. Well, we're going to take another break, man. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Michael Sandman, drop to the St. Louis Rams, okay. and uh, get your take on what's the NBA, what the NFL, um, I mean, they said it's history, and we talked about um, how he's going to make it. Then a lot of, you know, we had a comment made about him. So we'll get right back, and we'll uh, get your opinion about that. Okay. Right back. 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. I'm back with my guest. Nesby Glasgow. Nesby, before we get down, you know, I should wait for the last half hour to talk about this. You know, it's been, um, oh, it's, it's, it's something that's real. It can, it can be touchy if you, you know, you say the wrong thing and give your opinion. It can be touchy if you say the right thing and make piss some people off, but they can't speak their mind because they might feel they get in trouble, you know. I'm talking about mm-hmm. Michael Sam, a guy that came out from Missouri, um, the game. First game player, you know, that came off, spoke in the NFL. And uh, my first question to you, Ness, uh, you know, he was drafted in the seventh round to the St. Louis round. You know, a lot of people say he went that late because he was gay and, you know, uh, they didn't want to deal with all the media. But my question to you is, is a two-part. One, do you feel that's why he was drafted, you know, in the seventh round because, you know, the media? And two, do you think uh, by him... Uh, being drafted in the seventh round, do we have a chance to make that team? Uh, there's no question in my mind that he has a chance to make the team. Uh, I mean, sometimes you have, uh, especially today, you have more free agents that make your team uh, than you do draft choices. So uh, they become a bigger part of your team than those draft choices. So uh, to me, that's, I mean, I would like to hope that uh, that had nothing to do with him dropping to the seventh round. Uh, I would hope the, the NFL is, is, is bigger than that, you know. But I think even when you look at it, I mean, when you talk about 
the rookie jerseys and stuff. His is the number one jersey that was sold. So what does that say? I have a question now. A friend of mine called me today, and I'm told I'll speak to you about this. And he said, same thing, no one jersey. But he said, if you see people wearing a jersey, do that mean you gay? You know, do people think no. that? You know what I'm saying? Man? You see how that can be misconstrued? You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I think is more about than, you know, uh, you know, whether you're a guy that likes guys or a woman that likes women or, you know, some type of combination thereof, I think that what they're saying is that we accept you. And I, and I think that's why those jerseys were bought. Yeah, they were bought by, you know, some folks that are gay, but I guarantee you a, a, a bigger part were heterosexuals who said we accept you as you are. So, I mean, you think that's a, is a, is a I know what you say, you know. See, I, I, don't, I don't see a, see, I don't see a big uh, homosexual gay movement out there saying because he's going to the NFL, we're going to go get his jersey. I just don't see that. I, I think you have more NFL fans getting that jersey for a number of reasons. One being that, you know, he is gay. He's done something courageous. He has stepped out. Not really while he was in the league, even before he goes to the league, let alone like most guys who who have been, uh, you know, homosexuals, been gay, wait till they get out of the league to come out the closet and say, this is who I really am. He said, this is who I am. Accept me as I am. And, and I think there are by far more people applauding him for that than, you know, uh, you know, gay guys and girls going out buying a jersey. That's that's my well, take on it. Well, let's look at this way. You know, I know what you're saying, but you know, uh, he won the seventh round. A lot of people said that uh, he had a bad combine, you know, like that. But do you think if he didn't come out, he would went in the earlier round? You, you know, the, the the issue that the league has with him is that he's considered what they call a tweener, so he's not quite big enough for a defensive end and he's not quite fast enough for an outside linebacker. Now, you know, once again, what, what most of us don't realize, because they, they've never had to make that jump from college to the National Football League, uh, the, physical difference, the physical difference is daunting. That's why you have a lot of outstanding college players who – going to the NFL, and it's like they went into a black hole and they just disappeared, you know. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the physicality of the guys in the National Football League, their speed, their strength, their quickness, their size. I mean, you know, you have guys that are bigger, faster, and stronger than him playing defensive end. And you have linebackers that are bigger, faster, and stronger than him playing linebackers. So you want to calibrate or you want to say, you know, we still like him enough to take him off the board and draft him. You know, if they draft him in that round, anything he can contribute, whether it's on special teams or if he does somehow miraculously fight his way and becomes a, a starter, then, then the St. Louis Rams are, are really counting their blessings. Mm-hmm. Because what they said by drafting him in the seventh round is that you're somebody that, 
needs to grow into whatever position we're going to try to fit you in at. It's not, it's not like, you know, you're coming off the shelf and they're ready to put you on the field. Well, let's, let's use you. Can I use you for a minute? I mean, I know. Yeah. Uh, what round were you drafted? I was drafted in the eighth round. Okay. How did you feel in the eighth round? Did you feel, okay, by the eighth round, I just think I can go like I want to, you know, because you look at No, the well, tell you what, let me back round. up. Let me back up. I went in the eighth round because I broke my ankle in the senior bowl. So I was supposed to be a late first, maybe, you know, second-round draft choice. I had a plate in six screws put in my ankle. Both I was on the phone with Don Shula when Ted Marchabrota, the coach, called me up. And Ted Marchabrota had said the same thing that Don Shula said, that we value you as a player. Uh, we don't want you to be a free agent. I've already seen your x-rays, you know, we really don't expect you to be able to play with us to the following year. So they they mainly just drafted me for the nineteen eighty season, not the nineteen seventy nine season. And when I got on the phone with Ted Marchabrota, the head coach of the coach, he really much said the same thing. But see that was the X rays that they had the doctors had looked at and talked about a guy with the injury that I had most likely won't be able to play that year. And I told him that if I'm able to play, I will play. You know, and and so I was able to play and start and, and have a good rookie year. So I mean, so in my, in my mind, it's, it's kind of like I, I knew I could play in the NFL. I mean, so it wasn't that I had any apprehension. Uh, I mean, I just knew I had enough ability based on the guys that I played against in college, based on the guys that. I played with in college that went on to the NFL. Uh, I said, if I continue to get better, then there's no question in my mind. Uh, my chances of playing in the NFL uh, will be much greater. And so, and they were. Uh, I got there, you know, had a real good career. So uh, the rest is history. So I think, you know, when you get drafted late, then you, do, you need to have a chip on your shoulder. You need to be able to say that I'm going to prove to you that you made a mistake. You know, in, in my case, I, I, it really wasn't that because, you know, they said that, hey, we're drafting you. You know, hopefully, you know, you come back from this injury and you'll be ready to play in 1980. So I was like, okay, but I was able to play in 79. So that's my point while I'm trying to tell you. He was drafting the seventh round. You said your ankle. This thing he got hanging on him is that he's gay. You know what I'm saying? And that shouldn't be right. You know, but that's a big part of it, you know. And, and you had a player from Miami that spoke out and said something tweeted. It already started. You think he's going to keep starting out with players saying things to him? Probably. I mean, the reality is he's going to need to have a thick skin. But see, the reality is, too, if he's out there cracking people and, 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 I mean, just, just making plays, they will really become his friend very quickly. You know, they, they, they will say, you, the, you are the baddest-ass gay guy that I know. You know, it may be a backhand compliment, but, I mean, and they will mean that. You know, because, you know, re regardless of one's sexual persuasion, if they can help you win a championship... You know, 
that that's really what you know. Can you play on the football field? Can I trust you when you are out there playing next to me to do your job? Right. But 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 don't get me wrong. There's no question. There are going to be some guys that try to punk him and take advantage. Uh, you know, make him get you know outside his comfort zone uh, because he is gay. And so he's going, to, he's, going to, he's going to really need to be mentally strong enough not to even buy into that BS because I was going to be his BS. Well, he's going to be somebody that he tackled here on the plow going to make a comment. We already know that, right? Oh, oh, no. oh no question. No question. You know, he wrap up somebody, you know, run his hands down their butt. You know, they I mean, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Right. But they would never say that to another player. And you know what? He can't trip. Because the whole idea, I'm, I'm pulling you down any way I can. You, do, you know, you, I'm not do doing anything. The other guy on the team is not doing You know, we look at Donaldson, too. There's something wrong with him. He's kind of crazy, but would that affect him? You know, I mean, if I'm on the bottom of power, I don't get that gig out of me or something like that. Somebody might say that. You know what I'm saying? You think that well, you know, at that point, it's up to his teammates to defend him. Because if they leave him out there by himself, then he may get gobbled up. You know, if they, if they leave him on that island, if they don't never step up for him, you know, uh, then it's going to be extremely hard for him to succeed at that level. Because if he's out there making plays and they are trying to demean him and, and are, if they really truly are uncomfortable, you know, playing with a gay guy or whatever, and that's that's on them, you know. Then don't then don't run to the side. I mean, if I was on his team, you know, if you don't want him tackling you, tackling you, don't run to his side. Well, this one, we're gonna take a break. When we come back from the break, uh, hey, we gotta talk about another draft pick, you know, Johnny Football. So uh, we'll be right back. All right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We'll be right back. 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, this is James Love, my host, your host, I love that sports talk, and one of my guests, Nancy, hey, we just had a little scare. I never thought that somebody came and took the little kid, you know, so we got to watch the kids now there, right, Nancy? Yeah, you got to keep your eye on them, that's for sure. Man, I mean, it's it's, it's crazy how this day is, but I'm glad they found her, um, she was underneath the bed asleep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, you remember we used to have a tree house when we was growing up and going there. Remember that, Nance? Oh, heck yeah, man. We, they, we, those were fun days. Shoot. <laughs> but, Nance, I want to get in this one. I don't know how you feel about it, but, you know, like I said, I was tired of hearing about Do- Donald Sterling and the Clippers. I am so tired of hearing about, you know, uh, Johnny football. You know, it seemed like he was upset. He was drafted number 22. He should have been number one, number two up in there. I just don't see how he's going to succeed. I mean, I mean, in college, and you know how college is, it's a whole different thing from the NFL. I mean, when I got to the Eagles, you know, I, my quick slap up on the head told me, hey, you run a college route. You ain't never going to make it here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to remember that. Said, yeah. I thought that was earlier. earlier. I mean, you ain't never going to make it out here. It was a whole yeah, different game. I had to learn a different different speed and different can he make it in the NFL? Well, you know, it's gonna be interesting because I think the there's such great speed in the national football game. You know. So you have a combination of all these guys that can run, all these guys that are super quick. And, you know, passes he could get away with in college, he's not going to be able to get away with in the NFL. And so it's going to be a matter of him actually adapting to the National Football League. I mean, you know, Johnny Manziel, man, I mean, he's, I mean, he did a great job of selling himself in college, you know. He, I mean, he was always exciting to watch. But, you know, this, this is a whole different league that he's, about to enter in a whole different type of a, a ball game he's going to have to embark on because, you know, at, at this next level at the National Football League, it's real difficult for a guy to come in and try to be brash and be successful because they will squash his little buddy. This is me. I mean, he's thinking that he's going to do what he did at college run around. You got bigger guys on the end that's ready to smash and, and knock you out. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like college. You know what I'm saying? You got one great guy on the end, you know, one guy in the middle. You got guys that you got on the whole line. You know what I'm talking about? It's ready to knock you out. Am I right, man? That, that's what I'm saying. You, you, you just don't have a team of physical specimens like you do in the National Football League. Even the teams that are bad are still made up of former All-Americans, All-SEC guys that are going to go into their school's Hall of Fame. I mean, just 
legitimate, badass players. And so, like you said, you know, a lot of times, even if you want to try to push to the other side, there's still a badass on the other side waiting for you. Whereas in college, you can go to the other side and the guy, there's a big drop-off. So you don't, you don't have those big drop-offs like you do in college in terms of this guy and that guy. You know, all the guys are pretty damn good, and they can play, they can run, they can, they can get after you. Uh, you know, they got the, the big guys that get pushed up the middle, the guys on the edge, collapse the pocket. So uh, it's going to be interesting just to see how he survives because things he was able to do in, uh, in college, he won't be able to do in the National Football League. I mean, think about what they said with uh, uh, Michael Vick, running quarterback. Michael Vick can't play a 16-game season, I don't think. I think he played one. I mean, look at RG3. He come in and he hurt. The, the player that Johnny Manziel is, is the same as these guys. And he's smaller than them. His body frame is smaller. How can he withstand 16-game season, as we you know, if if he wants to try to be that gunslinger that he was in college and didn't make those same plays, he won't last because guys hit too hard in the National Football League. They 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 just, I mean, yeah, I mean they they're so strong. You know, they have such you know massive muscle, body weight, and everything that when they fall on him, they're gonna squash him. It's gonna hurt. When they catch him in the open field and blast him, he's going to be like, God, duh. You know? And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how he adapts at the next level because uh, I, I remember when Reggie Bush came out of USC. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal running back. I mean, the things he did in college was like phenomenal. Reggie Bush will tell you. The things I did in college, I couldn't do in the NFL because the guys were that much quicker. You know, so, and, and that's what people understand. When you get to the National Football League, you're playing against the best of the best. You know, you may have some late bloomers, but they are still the best of the best. And it's just, and, and if you're not able to get better when you get there, then you, you don't stay there a long time. It's that simple. So if, if 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 Johnny's not ready to get better, uh, he's going to implode. He's going to be angry with himself, and he's going to implode. Well, let me and it's not going to be good for him because he's – I mean, right now he has a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove to the world that, you know, I was the best quarterback coming out this year. And, uh, you know, and, and if he wants to try to do the things he did in college – I will be shocked if he's able to do it, but if he is able to do it, then he is really a badass because a guy that small should not be able to run around and accomplish the things that he did in college and accomplish those same things in the National Football League because the opposition is so much bigger, stronger, and faster. But we'll see. We'll see. Let me throw this out at you. They say he's like a breath far. Do you think that? Gunslinger? Get away and get the ball off. Do you think that? I don't think he's nothing like Brett Favre. Was a Brett Favre gunslinger? I mean, you know, when, when I when I look at Brett Favre, 
the one thing I will agree is that Brett Favre was very creative. Johnny Manziel is, is very creative. But still, Brett Favre was always a good pocket passer. I mean, you know, he could read and, and make those throws and get the ball where he needs to get it, you know. I think more or less of Johnny Manziel, a lot of times his best plays are when he's been on the move. So, you know, are they going to come up with an offense where they have like a, a, a rolling pocket that gives them a chance to slide to the left or slide to the right? Uh, because him just running around scrambling, I don't believe it's going to be the answer because the guys are so much bigger, faster, stronger, and they can recover. I mean, you have defensive linemen running 4-5, so, you know, they, they they close quickly. And he's not that tall, so they're going to you know, knock down his ball. That's going to be another issue he's going to have to deal with. So it's going to be interesting just to see how his NFL career works out. Man, before, uh, I don't know how much time we have left, but I want to throw this out there. This question. Like an email I want you to answer for. Uh, okay. I see a young man named Jason Whitman uh, from North Dakota. And um, mm-hmm. I want you to answer this for him, you know. I wonder if you have a little time. But um, he asked a question of how is it that uh, these NFL guys, um, he just said, he said, athletes, but I'm looking at NFL, because they have all these kids, and they complain about when these women have these babies that they're thinking of money. Don't they know that when they're sleeping with them that they can get pregnant? And what can they do, you know what I'm saying? Um, he, what know, can who do? But well, guys, you know, he just said they saying these women either they tricking them having these babies or you know, or they can't be tricking them, you know. Come they on, come on, come on! Don't, 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 but it's a shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. You know, uh, at the end of the day, you're responsible for your actions. So, right. now, even to the point where, you know, I, I have heard of some scandalous honeys, and I still don't know how this has ever happened. You know, they take the, the semen out of the rubber or whatever, you know. But the point being is that if it's like that, then you take the rubber with you. I mean, first of all, you should be having sex with somebody that you that you respect enough and you know they respect you enough, well, ain't nothing like that going down. But first and foremost, you need to have protection. You know, if you, you, you can say that, hey, you know, man, don't feel right, you know, if, if, if I'm covered. But guess what? You deal with the results. So if your semen go up in there and it swims upstream and it makes it to the egg, you got another baby. So don't think for one second they don't know what time it is. They're just choosing to make those choices in life. And they have to deal with it. I mean, because once she gets pregnant, she's like, hey, I got you. No, I'm not getting rid of this baby. You know, you might, that's my cash cow. Cool. Yeah, but we got to end the show. And, uh, I want to thank you again, Nancy, you know, for being on the show. Oh, know, no worries, man. It's always, it's always really good. I mean, you're always, picking, you're always picking, you know, good topics, too. I like that. Thanks, man. But, hey, uh, like I said, you'll be back on my show again, and uh, we'll get you out here for the camp. For sure. So we'll talk about that, man. You take care of yourself. Enjoy your weekend. All right, you too.
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest.